You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7, well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Blue Lion. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. He's back and forth. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Stone Reagan, and we're back here for another exciting edition of uh, the podcast, which uh, our favorite time of week, as we make our picks for week three in the NFL. Dudlin, we had a really good week last week. Uh, I know no one really wants to hear that, but uh, if you're looking for some advice that is seemingly we've done a good job of recently uh, giving you quality advice, Although, I will say, through the first three weeks thus far, our our pre-recording here, where we go through and make our picks, uh, this is one where we had a lot of, eh, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I wouldn't maybe be uh, as, as confident maybe with this week's picks uh, as previous ones. Yeah, last week, uh, once again, so far combined, we're 4-0 in our betting blocks. I don't know about this week, though. These two yeah. are easily, for me, that uh, I'm a little more uncertain yeah, last week the only game I believe I missed was the Rams, which is funny enough. And then, yeah, you only missed two. So we, we were really on fire again. Uh, but this week I, I think there was like three or four games where I switched my picks just now as we were doing this before recording. So uh, definitely some more uncertainty. There's still some down the list that I'm uh, thinking about switching back. Right now I think we only have three or four uh, different picks, so maybe I'll just keep that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's 
going to be a fun week. A couple uh, really good games, but obviously one that sticks out as our game of the week. Yep, and we will start there. I don't think it's uh, much of a surprise, as we said. There are several other games, I think, for me, two in particular that stood out, and we'll get to those in a minute. But Chiefs at Ravens, it's the game of the week for everyone. Um, I mean, look, it's the two teams that, quite frankly, we looked at last year and thought they were the two best teams in the NFL, and uh, it was the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Of course, the Titans beat the Ravens in the playoffs. But now you've got these two meeting up here uh, in week three, and just should be a, a fun game. Like, that's really the best way to put mm-hmm. it. I mean, you've got two great teams, and, um, you know, either way this goes, I, I don't know exactly. You know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> who wins one way or the other. I'm going to pick the Ravens here, but I I just think I, I would probably, if you flipped it and this was Ravens at Chiefs, I would probably pick the Chiefs. So for me, I think it's just you go with the team that has the the home field advantage. And this one, even though, what does that really mean this season? Uh, But at the same time, I just look at these two and think, all right, uh, even if I get my pick wrong, that's fine. This should be a great game. Yeah, it's it's, it's really hard to be disappointed with the result either way. Just the fact they're playing, I kind of wish it was a little later in the season when both teams are sporting like 8-1, 7-2 kind of records. But it's still a great, I mean, couldn't ask for a better Monday night game games early in the season I'm picking the Ravens as well obviously my game of the week as well as it's kind of mentioning it just there, there are some other great games on the schedule for week three but this one I mean how can it not be it, it was what we thought was going to be the AFC championship game last year what we uh, feel like will probably be it if you know depending on what happens this season uh, with injuries and everything but obviously two of the best quarterbacks the last two MVPs uh, it's going to be a great one. I, I just think right now, maybe through the first two weeks, the Ravens look a little more complete. Uh, the Chiefs obviously just blew out the Texans one, but um, we'll see over the course of the year how good the Chargers are. But the Chiefs offense did struggle at times. I mean, even when Mahomes is not having his best day, he's still better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. So maybe it'll depend on what version of him we get um, and how great the, the Ravens defense can play. But I'll uh, you know, the Chiefs' de- uh, defense has improved a lot, but again, on the ground, still, t- t- you know, through two weeks, 26th in DVOA uh, defending the run. Obviously, Baltimore hasn't even really unleashed its full running game. They ended up with a lot of rushing yards last week, but efficiency-wise, has not reached the levels of last season. I think this could be the game where they do that, and I'll get them uh, with a win, but not. I'm definitely not going <laughs> to predict they're going to for sure cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. I feel like it's a field goal game. Yeah, that's what I would say, too, uh, and that's why it's in our game of the week. And not in our betting lock of the week, which uh, we get to those here now. And as you said, I was really not confident about my Bills-Jets week (laughs) one. uh, But uh, I think this one right here, I don't know. Actually, I think about it, I may be a little more confident in this one than I was uh, in that one. Because I am actually going to take the Bucks at the Broncos as my betting lock of the week. Bucks are six-point favorites in this one. And its I always hate picking the team on the road that – where I mean, look, I picked it with the Niners last week mm-hmm. against the Jets, but that was so different to where I think you had, you know, a very top tier team against clearly one of the bottom couple teams in the NFL. This one, I mean, you know, we've seen the Bucks like they've, I mean, look, they they won last week, great against the Panthers, didn't look particularly great overall against the Saints, but I think a lot of teams would say that in playing in New Orleans against that team, um, and then with the Broncos. I don't know what to expect from them because they have all these injuries. As we said, it's just they have been decimated, I guess, really, aside from the Niners, probably as much as anyone uh, yeah. to this point with injuries. And so I just – because I don't have any clue what to expect in the Broncos, knowing that they don't have their starting quarterback, they don't have their best wide receiver, they don't have – I mean, depending on who you ask, either their best running back or second best running back. 
I mean, that's a lot, and we know the injuries that they've had on defense. So I think I would be okay with picking the Bucks here to win this game by a touchdown, even though, like I said, I, I don't particularly love picking a road team as a betting lock for to win it by a touchdown. Uh, but uh, I do think the Broncos have a, or excuse me, the, the Bucks have a pretty good shot to do that against what is again a pretty depleted Broncos team. Yeah, I mean it was kind of impressive to see what Jeff Driscoll did at the end of the game against the Steelers last week, but I don't anticipate that just continuing week to week. And Tampa Bay's defense, as much as the whole story going into the year was about their high-powered offense and all the weapons they have, uh, their defense so far fourth in DVOA. It's still early again, but. I mean, they last season were a top-10 team, one of the best run-defending defend, teams in the NFL. Obviously, as you mentioned, all the injuries to the Broncos. Still have Melvin Gordon in there, but no Philip Lindsay, obviously. And you take Drew Locke out, and it's just the receivers down. I mean, man, I just I don't I have a hard time seeing the defense not playing well enough to you know keep Denver probably below 14 or 17 points somewhere in that range. And I just think. As we, as we kind of saw last week by the end of the game, Denver's defense week one benefited from all those missed kicks from the Titans. The Steelers, even though they weren't perfect, still moved the ball pretty well. I think that you saw the uh, improvements from the Buccaneers at times, still some, a little bit of sloppiness. I think this game, I agree that the Bucs are going to win. I, I thought about making it my betting mark as well. I just think their offense is going to probably have a bigger week, and we're going to see them winning by at least a touchdown in Denver. Yep, so I will take the Bucs uh, here as uh, six-point favorites in this game at the Broncos. Meanwhile, uh, you, Dylan, are going to go uh, for the Broncos' opponent from Week 2. And uh, this is also one that, that I considered, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I wasn't as confident on this one uh, as I think, and I don't know how confident you are, but yeah. I just this was one that I probably had outside of my top three, uh, which a couple of the others uh, that I did uh -huh. consider we'll get to. But, I, I, again, though, I can see this just because – if you think about this team's defense uh, going up against this offense and because this opposing team's defense isn't very good. Uh, and another thing I like, this team is at home. So I I like to lean towards the home teams and because this team has a great defense. So there you go. Maybe I should have picked this one. I've just talked myself <laughs> into it. So Yeah, there's really one other one that I almost picked, and we'll get to that game pretty soon. Um, but I just – the Steelers being only three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, I know their offense hasn't looked fantastic, but – and the Texans, I know that as much as we've not really been a high on them, I know their schedule's been really hard. So uh, it's, yeah. it's not just on Houston, man. It's like not not. I don't know how many teams in the NFL wouldn't start 0 3 with this schedule. So maybe Houston finds a way to win. I don't see it happening. I just the concerning thing for me on the Houston offense so far too is their efficiency throwing the ball is in the bottom third of the NFL right now. If they can't throw the ball efficiently. I don't know how, you know, they actually run pretty uh, decently well, but I just, man, it's going to be really tough against that Pittsburgh defense. I think they're going to bounce back from, I mean, last week they still played well, but I think from their own standards to give up as many points as they did to Jeff Driscoll down the stretch, I don't think they're going to take too kindly to that. I think they're going to respond really well. Houston's offensive line uh, has, it's, it's fine. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I just think Pittsburgh is going to eat up front. The secondary for, for Houston also uh, worries me quite a bit. I, that's another factor, too. It's just the three-and-a-half-point spread felt too low. So at the end of the day, I, there, again, there's other picks I thought about, but I, I trust Pittsburgh's defense. I, I trust Houston's uh, defense not to be good, and that's why I picked the Steelers to at least cover this three-and-a-half-point spread at home. Yep, so there you go. Those are uh, our betting locks of the week, as we said. Maybe not as confident as we usually are, but uh, we'll see uh, if we can keep our streak going here uh, thus far with our betting locks. 
on the season. Now for our upsets. Streak, not been so great on those, but uh, there's a reason why they are upsets. Uh, we are pretty much trying to find something somewhere that we think uh, could be, you know, a, a bigger type of upset. Uh, and that's not always easy to do because we don't always have a ton of upsets uh, in the NFL. But then I'll let you start off here with this one uh, because this is, uh, as we said earlier, we talked about the Chiefs and the Ravens. This is probably the second game we will look at as the game of the week uh, with the Packers mm -hmm. at the Saints. Uh, but uh, you're actually going to go in a different direction here. You're starting to lean into the team that you yes. boldly predicted uh, would not make the playoffs. But now it seems like uh, you're all in here on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, there's one other game that I guess technically has a bigger point spread that I picked the underdog in. So I could have could have gone that way, but I, I wanted to talk a little more about this game because, like you said, it is uh, easily, for me, the, the second uh, game of the week. And that's, yeah, the Saints uh, hosting the Packers. I, you know, maybe it's more so as much as I am leaning into the Packers and their offense. And, I mean, they get the pick six, which helps them with the point total. But overall, I just thought they just look like they're clicking on all cylinders. And I cannot say the same for the, the Saints offense, which, um, I mean, they, they still put up a decent point total against the, the Raiders. But that's a Raider defense that we still don't have a ton of faith in. Um, they did look sloppy at times. Breeze missed some throws. We just don't see him missing. Miss, uh, obviously, the interception before the first half where he just – doesn't identify the defender there it's I don't know I just and obviously Michael Thomas still being out that that plays a factor for me as well I just think Green Bay's got too much going for it I know their defense I still have concerns about it but I felt comfortable enough that between the two like I just at this point I just think the Packers are the better team on uh, that we've seen through two weeks which is crazy because I have the Saints obviously in my uh, before the season picking them to win the Super Bowl but if they're going to win the Super Bowl they need Breeze to look a lot different maybe this will be the week where he, he breaks out and has a really good performance, but uh, felt a little more comfortable at this moment in time. We'll see where these two teams are late in the season, but at this moment in time, feel a little bit better about Green Bay. Yeah, I'll pick the Saints. Uh, I just, again, I think it's one where setting, um, just being in New Orleans, I mean, we've seen the Saints just kind of do their thing. I know they're coming off mm -hmm. that loss to the Raiders, but yeah. it seems like a good bounce-back spot, so uh, I will pick the Saints here in that one. And now, of course, uh, that leads us to my upset of the week. And um, I, Look, it's it's one that I just looked around at this board, and, and as we said, it was just a lot of different games that we were pretty unsure about. And I, I looked around and was like, I don't really see a ton of games that I'm going to look at and say, okay, I feel like this is going to be a pretty, pretty good chance for an upset. Um, but what do you know? I'm going to stay on the, well, I guess I'm going to stay on two trains here. I'm going to stay on the Joe Burrow train. And I am going to stay on the, I am really worried about the Eagles train. You combine those yeah. together, these two teams play in week three. And so I am going to actually pick the Bengals here. They are six-point underdogs at the Eagles. And I just – I don't know, man. I just think it's one of these right now that I look at and say, I, I just don't know about the Eagles. I mean, we've already said it. I mean, they, they lost to Washington week one. They didn't look great against the Rams, although I think the Rams deserve a lot of credit for that in week two. But – I don't think the Bengals are that far off, and I don't mean that to say that they're yeah. going to turn into the Chiefs or anything of that nature, but I think it's clear. Like We've seen what a difference a quarterback can make, and they just seem to be a different team with Joe Burrow now. And so I will take the Bengals here on the road against the Eagles, and let me just say, 
if the Eagles start 0-3 and they lose at home to the Bengals, um, that's not a spot uh, I probably want to be in uh, for anyone uh, in Philadelphia because uh, they are not going to be happy with that. Yeah, especially with their schedule after getting the Niners, Steelers, and Ravens after this. They really have to win this game. Um, for their season to even have any chance because, I mean, it still feels like one and five, two and four is not not a hole you want to be in. Maybe the NFC East, you got a shot. I, As you talked just now, you might have seen on our, our little sheet, I, I switched back and forth because I, <laughs> I also, as much as it's not my upset of the week for this, I still, just looking at it from what we've seen from Cincinnati and just Philly's offense right now, the, the worst uh, pass offense DVOA through two weeks, it's hard to ignore that. Um, I know Cincinnati's defense hasn't been uh, great overall in last week. Got lit up by Baker Mayfield, but I, I, I definitely won't be shocked um, yeah. if Cincinnati. I, if I were, uh, you know, I guess we could eventually do betting locks where it's a team losing but covering a spread. I'd almost take the, the uh, consider a lock for the Bengals not to lose by more than six. I just feel like they're right now playing too well in offense. The defense hasn't been as bad, even if the, at least advanced number wise, even after all the points they gave up to Cleveland. Uh, it's a it's a tough one. I I don't think it's a six uh, point spread game. I think that this is definitely a spread that at this point in time, you know, usually yes, Bengals Eagles. You think for sure the Eagles should be favored by six at home in this game, even if not more. But this is not the Eagles team that we're used to from the past few seasons. This Bengals team is not the Bengals we're used to from last year. Yeah. Um, and they, again, the Bengals lost so many one score games last year, and again this year they've lost two one score games already. Uh, I don't think it's going to continue uh, it's nonstop. So man, I. I really am on the border. I'm going to keep the Eagles just to, to keep our picks a little different here. But, man, I really – I won't be surprised at all if Cincinnati gets a win. Yep. We, again, we don't like to say must win in week three, but when you look at the Eagles' schedule, this feels like is close to a must win uh, as it gets uh, there for them. So, uh, there you go. There are uh, kind of our, our main featured uh, picks for the week when you talk about our games of the week, betting locks. And upsets, but uh, before we get to our quick picks, let's talk to you about Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're our corner stores, our coffee spots, or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders. They call us by name. They're always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. Our community. And now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So, it's time for us to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. And let's also talk about our friends over at Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like to have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, Dylan, let's get into our quick picks uh, here. and We'll start with one that I actually, this one took me as long as any, I think, on our on our list this week, which is just incredible. But uh, the Dolphins at the Jags. Uh, Jags are three-point favorites in this one. I did. I struggled with this one because, uh, surprisingly, this is a lot more maybe of an intriguing matchup than we thought it would be because of how well the Jags looked. I wouldn't necessarily say the Dolphins yeah. looked great thus far, but uh, Jags looked pretty good. So uh, I will actually lean towards the Jags here, even as the noted uh, Dolphin supporter of the podcast. I'm going to lean towards the Jags because I think they've, they've looked pretty good here through two weeks. Yeah, this is a game with the over-under 48 that I would probably go over. These two teams are two of the worst defenses DVOA-wise through two weeks. Dolphins offense is in the 20s, whereas Jaguars sixth in DVOA through two <laughs> weeks. That's why I almost made this my lock of the week with Jacksonville. I just think with Jay Gruden's – we talked about it last podcast. Uh, Jay Gruden's offense so far, they've done such a good job. Um, Gardner Minshew's looked fantastic. Uh, just the offensive lines look better than I expected. Um, so at home, yeah, in, they actually do get some fans in the stands there as well. So, I'll, yeah, I'll go with Jacksonville with a win, and I won't be surprised if they win by uh, way more than the three-point spread we got there. Yep, 49ers at the Giants. 49ers are four-point favorites in this one, which is interesting when you consider that these were two teams that certainly in Week 2 had the most significant injuries, I guess, when you look at it, uh, taking aside Christian McCaffrey or the Panthers maybe. But uh, Niners, as we know, completely banged up. Uh, Giants lost Saquon Barkley for the year with a torn ACL. That's why the Niners are only four-point favorites here. You know, I did at one point consider the Niners here as potentially being my lock of the week, but the more I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. Like, I I just – I couldn't do it. Even though as strong as I felt about the Niners beating the Jets last week, now with the injuries, I think you're taking a risk if you pick them in the spot. Uh, But I still think they win the game. Uh, I just – I'm not as confident in terms of what this game is going to look like, whereas last week, coming in full strength, you felt pretty good about the the Niners' ability to win that game. I still think they're going to win, but uh, I just – this is one where weirder things have happened, I guess, when it comes to two teams that, that are banged up like this. Yeah, it's, I'm having the Niners win as well, but one of the weirder or more surprising, maybe not weirder stats so far is, yeah, those DVO rankings, which over the course of the year become more telling It's early in the year, so there's a lot more data to be put in. But right now the Giants' defense ranking in the top ten, which is not <laughs> something you would expect, whereas they're ahead of the Niners through two weeks, and obviously the Niners have had all those injuries. So that's the one maybe factor, obviously the injuries to the Niners' offensive or defensive line everywhere, really, but especially on the defensive line, losing the best uh, – Cast rusher Nick Bosa, and then uh, it's not easy losing Solomon Thomas as well, man. It's going to be it's going to be tough for them just overall, but uh, they do get this uh, a really pretty weak opponent. I think they'll find a way to win. If they don't, I mean, it's tough because these are the games that these teams in the NFC West need the feast on because when they face each other, it's going to be as we already saw. The only the only time an NFC West team has lost this year is when they faced another NFC West team. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, winning these games against teams, uh, especially on the bottom half of the division, you'd think like the Giants, they they got to do it. I know they've already complained quite a bit about the field there at MetLife, and now <laughs> here they are again having to play back-to-back games. No. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I think San Francisco is still too much, too good of the coaching too to, to pick against them. Raiders at the Patriots. Patriots six-point favorites at this one. Another one of those games, probably a lot more intriguing than we expected maybe at this point uh, because the Raiders coming off a big win against the Saints. And we know the Patriots, uh, They, of course, they, they lost that game to the Seahawks, but actually, yeah. you know, 
look pretty good in the process in terms of some of the things they're able to accomplish. So this game could be a lot of fun. I mean, this is uh, one, like we said, with the Raiders. A lot of momentum right now. Uh, 2-0 and Raiders, which uh, they're, maybe they're trying to make their, their run back towards uh, getting in the playoffs. But uh, I'm still going to pick the Patriots here. I don't know exactly, again, this is one of those games that just kind of has that, that feel to it to where I could see the Patriots coming out winning this game by two or three touchdowns. Yeah. I could also <laughs> see the Raiders winning this game. And so I, I just feel like it's one of those where I don't know if there's any sort of letdown maybe from the Raiders after that one against the Saints. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we have to remember, too, the Patriots are coming off a pretty tough loss in Seattle. So uh, this this is an interesting one, but I do think this could actually wind up being one of the more intriguing games uh, here on the slate. Yeah, given the the pictures going around on Wednesday of Bill Belichick, it feels like he's been uh, in the building preparing for this since the Sunday night game ended. Yeah, I, I'm picking the Patriots. I, I just again Belichick, his record after losses is ridiculous. He just usually bounces back pretty well. Um, I don't know about the six point spread. Like you said, it's kind of a, a, a weird game because the Raiders' offense has looked really good. The Patriot defense obviously was against Russell Wilson, but they again DVOA wise ranking down in the close to the twenties which is not where we're used to seeing them through two weeks. But obviously their offense is just superb. <laughs> we talked about Cam Newton, just what he was able to do. Um, yeah. He almost, I think out of all their yards, I think he produced either running or throwing for all of them except for like 20. Uh, if he if he keeps producing like that, I just it's really hard for me to pick against them at this point, especially at home. So, yeah, going with New England here. Yep, both picking the Patriots, and uh, we're both going to pick the same on this next one, which is the Titans at the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Titans, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this mm-hmm. one. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I was – this is one I went back and forth on, too, because it's like I don't want to think that the Vikings are going to be 0-3, but at the same time, like, they very well could be. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick them here, but I will say that I am not confident about this pick at all because, uh, again, the Titans have looked pretty good through two weeks, and, you know, it would be, be something. The Titans come in, win this game, go 3-0. Vikings dropped 0-3. I mean, that's it's a very realistic possibility, but I surely the Vikings are going to find a way to win this game, and I don't know if they're, you know, I, I don't know if they're in that Eagles territory yet of this being a a must-win type of game. But uh, man, you sh- you certainly don't want to be 0 three for sure. I'm on the border. I mean, this is one that I flipped. This is one where I initially had Titans in as the winner. I'm I'm picking the Vikings too. Just yeah, again, it's just hard to see them going 0 three, but at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to see them doing it because we're so used to them being a, at least a, in the conversation as a, a playoff contender. But, man, I, I don't know. They looked pretty brutal last week. And I know I picked the Colts to win last week. I didn't think they were going to win as convincingly as they did. I thought it was going to be more of a coin flip, um, which is kind of what I feel with this game. But, yeah, the Titans have looked good, but at the same time, they I mean, they eke out. They should have probably beaten uh, Denver by more, as we've as talked about with all the missed kicks. But, Last week against Jacksonville, just barely pulling that one out, easily could have been a loss. I, I don't think they've been spectacular. I think they've been really good on offense, and I couldn't be more impressed with Ryan Tannehill right now, second DVOA offense, and obviously he's looked fantastic. Their, their touchdown rate, though, is like, you know, since he took over, uh, when they get in the red zone, their touchdown percentage is just not sustainable. It's like 90%. It's like some insane percentage I saw earlier, and it's like, man, at some point that's got to regress a little bit. And I just think, yeah, Minnesota still, uh, you know, as much as Tennessee uh, could challenge their offensive line with uh, clowning everyone, I just don't think it's as dangerous as what uh, the Colts defense really showed us what they can do last week. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Minnesota eking this one out. But uh, definitely this, this feels like I could just 
toss a coin and take whatever pick, and I could probably argue that because, man, it's it's really hard to <laughs> figure out uh, the Vikings at this point. Well, we just talked about the Eagles 0-3 and the Vikings potentially being 0-3. And, of course, as always, when we record, there's, there's breaking news of some sort. Jalen Rager, UCL tear, expected to be on injured reserve. So sounds like he's out multiple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Ian Rappaport says that uh, he'll be back for the second half of the season or earlier. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> I just I I don't. switch to the Bengals. I, listen, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like that, that makes me think more about that and feel pretty good about the Bengals. But man, the yeah. Eagles, I, they're another one though. That's, you know, injuries. I mean, last year we can't remember, but goodness, that's uh yeah. And Jalen Rager actually looked pretty good thus far. Like we had, he had kind of been someone that, and look, they, where they picked him, we knew they were going to have a, try to have a big role for him pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, so there you go, another injury. Uh, wow, just, uh, all right, let's move on to the Browns. No no easy way to, to transition to the Browns, but the Browns are seven-point favorites at home against Washington, and believe it or not, I don't think I ever actually considered this as my lock of the week, which uh, should probably tell you something about uh, where the Browns are at. But, I mean, I guess in all seriousness, the Browns are just one of those teams that I think until they, you know, win 11 or 12 games and win a playoff game or something, I'm just I'm always going to look at this particular team and say, I just don't think I can feel confident about the outcome of a game that they're in. Um, and this is one where I'm sort of in that same spot. I don't think – I honestly think the Browns should probably win this game by a couple touchdowns. But at the same yeah. time, I'm not confident about that. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is turn winds up being the Browns kicking a field goal um, as time expires to win this game. So <laughs> – I take the Browns. Um, they should win. I think there are some things that they're doing well. They've still got a long way to go, but I do think they're at least moving in the right direction, it would seem. Yeah, I'm taking them to win as well just because of Washington's offense. I just don't trust it. But, man, Washington's defense right now, number one in DVOA through two weeks. Yeah. Still gave up a lot of points to, to Arizona last week, but they're, uh, in the second half they kind of seem to improve and uh, at least let them stay in the game. I have a few this game is going to look a lot like week one uh, against the Eagles where they just eat up front and we see a quarterback that's not you know mentally uh, everything's not clicking right now with the offense. I know they, they responded well against the Bengals, but a lot of teams throw well against the Bengals. So I, I do have a fear if the Browns are going to blow this game. I'm picking them to win, but again, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to win by a lot. I, I see this being a pretty ugly game by the end of it um, with both uh, offenses not really being fantastic. I just If Baker turns the ball over a lot, don't be surprised if Washington finds a way to win this one, man, because I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just a scary one. It's one that definitely uh, – I, I never really – I know we talked about maybe locks and stuff. I just I couldn't consider this one because I just still don't trust Cleveland and I think the Washington's defensive line what they're able to do uh, you know they've just they've looked really good and it's helped their secondary to make them the number one in DVOA pass defense through two weeks so man it's it's going to be rough uh, we'll see it might be a healthy diet of uh, Chubb and Cream Hunt which is good for you I think with uh, Hunt on one of your <laughs> fantasy teams at least yes for sure uh, no doubt he is on I think he's on every fantasy team I have which is incredible because I don't know how that worked out but uh, I just felt like he was going to have a pretty big role and he has thus far so uh all right the battle of dylan's two favorite teams in buffalo rams at the bills uh this was a tough choice for him i know but uh, for me i don't think it was that tough because i think the rams have impressed me so much through two weeks that uh you know and again what is it you're beating probably the top two teams in the nfc east what is the (laughs) nfc east at this point but i think the rams look really good um this is going to be their biggest challenge in terms of defensive i mean from a defensive standpoint like you know how good the bills defense is but 
I don't know. I, I just think the Rams have some momentum right now, and, and I don't, you know, the Bills, as we said, I mean, they they dominated that game against the Jets, but the score was still kind of close than it should be, and then they kind of last week against the Dolphins didn't look great. Um, I know they won that game too, but Rams are better than the, than the Dolphins and the Jets, and, and I just think the Rams have a lot of confidence and momentum. So I'll actually, I'll actually take them here. I mean, I guess theoretically this is an upset. The Bills are two-point favorites, but uh, I feel pretty confident here about the Rams. Yeah, this is should be a really good game. I'm excited to see uh, the Rams' offense if it's you know operating at this uh, high-octane system that they've been so far. I see them having a, a, a good chance to win, and I'm picking them. I know last week I, I thought about just continuing <laughs> to pick against them as a kind of a reverse uh, yeah. kind of juju thing, but I, it, it comes down a bit to so far the Rams' defense. They've not had a great pass rush at all. They've been pretty brutal there, um, but you know, so that's one thing I'm concerned with. The secondary though has looked really good, and the Rams' run defense hasn't been great, but the but Buffalo ranking right now 29th and running the ball DVOA, which is just not getting it done. Rams much more balanced on offense. Buffalo's run defense was a problem last year, uh, and it's still kind of middle of the pack. So far, Rams second best offensive uh, running the ball DVOA. So I just think we're going to see a healthy diet. They all the all uh, ESPN has these new kind of uh, win rates at the at the line, and uh, surprisingly, yeah, Austin Blythe, the center, and then Austin Corbett, one of their guards, are in the top 10 in uh, run block win rate. These guys have just been fantastic really through two weeks I think that's going to be a big difference um by the end of it and just Buffalo yeah like you said they they haven't convincingly beat two of the worst teams I mean I think the Dolphins are not one of the necessarily one of the worst teams but still a bottom uh, quarter of the NFL team they barely won both those games I know they're at home uh but I just yeah I just think the Rams right now part of it too I, I know Buffalo has a deep defense but uh, the Rams offense doesn't really have like a number one that you can just put Tredavious White on and kind of shut down. They they really have a as they've been calling it uh, in their interviews a, like a number one by committee basically. Just their versatility and the ability to you know what's coming, but there's just so many different variations of their offense. That's what makes them so gar- hard to defend. And I think right now uh, until defenses adjust like they did to the last iteration of the Rams. McVay, um, it's going to be hard to pick against them, um, against uh, teams that are, you know, good, but not maybe some of the great teams in the NFL. So, yeah, I'll go with the Rams. All right. That leads us to, uh, boy, the Bears at the Falcons. Uh, you talk about <laughs> unpredictable. This is chalk it up as the unpredictable game of the week because uh, I don't know what in the world we're going to get in this game. Uh, all I know is that the Bears somehow have a chance to be 3-0 and and yes. the Falcons – uh, just, uh, I don't know. They, they they could possibly somehow are going to be 0-3 maybe, uh, again, knowing that they had no business losing that game uh, against the Cowboys. But, I mean, even with the, even being worried about the Falcons and how they bounce back after losing a game like that, I've got to pick them here because I still I, – I know the Bears are 2-0, but I just I'm – not, I'm not there yet in terms of where they're at. Uh, so Falcons three-point favorites, I'm actually going to pick the Falcons – and uh, go with them here, uh, but uh, I, I don't know, man. Like this is this is another one where it's just like I have no idea what to expect from this game. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to flip my pick to the Bears. I just, <laughs> man, I, I just don't know how Atlanta's going to respond from that game. And I know their offenses look great, but they just have, you know, they, they've faced some uh, with Dallas. The secondary hasn't looked fantastic this season. And uh, they they just they've played some pretty okay pass defenses, and I, I do legitimately think Jalen Johnson 
Jackson's been really strong uh, through two games. There's only there's the one highlight from week one where he gets run over uh, by, I think, uh, I forget if it was Marvin Jones or who it was in the line. So that's the one highlight that was kind of passed around. But overall, Jalen Johnson's been fantastic. And that secondary fifth in DVOA against the pass uh, through a couple of weeks here. And I just, yeah, like it's, it's two teams that I – uh, probably are almost even in terms of what I think about them in terms of just not being that good. But one's two and zero, one's zero and two. One's feeling good about themselves. The others uh, retreating back home. And the other thing is, again, Falcons defense so brutal. And we talk, we keep talking about how Trubisky has really done well against bad secondaries. He didn't put up the best numbers against the Giants defense. I think he'll have a better day. I think Atlanta's secondary is just brutal. So man, uh, I'm picking the Bears. It does not feel good, but I'm uh, I'm going to do it. The three and O Chicago Bears. That only uh, to finish eight and eight. I was gonna say <laughs> Vikings could be zero and three. Bears could be three and O. Uh, I did not have that. I'll just tell you right now. So uh, Panthers at the Chargers. Chargers six and a half point favorites uh, in this one. Probably not the line we expected, but given that Christian McCaffrey is out, uh, no surprise probably to lean this in the Chargers' favor. And it does look like Justin Herbert. Going to get the start uh, for the second straight week after just one of the wildest stories ever about uh, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. The reason he missed the game, of course, they talked about it basically right before game time. Didn't I mean, everybody was expecting him to play. And then we said, all right, well, he's not playing now. Well, it looks like the reason was because the team doctor accidentally punctured his lung while trying to uh, do an injection uh, for his rib. So, Boy, that is that's got to be one of the strangest stories in, in NFL history when it comes to injuries right. and a guy having to miss a game. But uh, it does sound like something too that where Tyrod Taylor's not exactly going to be back this week, and it, they don't really mm-hmm. know exactly when he's going to be back. So, I mean, here's the thing with the Panthers because they don't have Christian McCaffrey, it completely changes the dynamic in terms of their yeah. offense. And um, I just think we saw enough good things from Justin Herbert, and I think we've seen enough good things from the Chargers' defense to where. This is one where you feel like the Chargers should win this game, and I actually did consider this as a potential lock of the week because I, I do think the Chargers played so well against the Chiefs. Maybe they're able to carry over some of that momentum, and I think Justin Herbert will probably be able to do pretty well mm-hmm. against this Panthers defense. Yeah, the only issue with having expectations for the Chargers is they rarely meet them, so <laughs> I'm not going to make it a lock of the week. But I, I do think that, yeah, I think they're they're easily the, the better team here uh, on both sides of the ball. So a yeah, pretty easy selection. I think the Chargers defense, yeah, it did impress a lot last week. I just, I don't, I'm not going to try to <laughs> predict that they're going to win by, uh, you know, double digits here. But I think fantasy-wise, definitely looking at the running backs for the Chargers again. If you just picked up Josh Kelly, if you had an injury to one of your running backs, I think it could be a solid play this week because even though Carolina has tried to work in their run defense, it, you know they still got a long way to go. Still in the bottom couple teams and in, uh, in efficiency defending the run. So I, I see the Chargers again relying on that quite a bit, setting up easy throws for Herbert. And yeah, they should they should cruise to a win. They should. Will they? We'll see because it is the Chargers after all. That is very true. Uh, one team probably won't be cruising for a win. will be the Jets. They're at the Colts. Colts are 10.5-point favorites in this one. Maybe I should have considered this as a potential lock <laughs> yeah. of the week as well because I just, I mean, I don't know what more we need to say. The Jets aren't very good. Um, the Colts uh, had a nice bounce-back win after that loss to Jacksonville, so I think the Colts are going to be okay. Jonathan Taylor's look really good. Um, I just, I don't see the Jets scoring enough points here to, to make this interesting, to be honest. But, again, now that I think about it, like, I almost wish I would maybe even switch it to this because I think the Colts will dominate this game and, and win pretty convincingly. 
Yeah, I, I considered this too. The spread was just a tad too big where you feel like maybe the Colts will run into the same issues in the red zone as they did last week. They, they I mean, yeah, that's the thing about the Vikings game. They win going away, but they could have won by so much more because they kept settling for field goals. So that's the issue here. I, I do think they'll win easily. The defense, and this is why I say with the DVOA stuff, it's so early in the year to take it with a grain of salt, is because teams like the, like the Colts go from 28th in efficiency to 5th in one week on defense uh, after that performance against the Vikings. They looked spectacular. They were wrecking the guys up front. The Forrest Buckner was throwing down people into Kirk Cousins, basically. Uh, I worry for Sam Darnold. Yes, we talked about Becton being a bright spot, but otherwise, just, man, injury-wise, but then also just look at the roster. Uh, you saw, I don't know if you saw Lane Kiffin earlier, made a joke about that. They asked <laughs> I don't know if the prospect of coaching a Jets team. He said, just look at the roster. Man, that was brutal, but he's right. Um, and the Colts yep. have one of the most complete, uh, one of the deepest rosters in the NFL uh, in terms of just depth and, and not just uh, maybe top-end talent. I don't know if they're still going to be on that, that level with those top teams in the AFC, but I do think they have w- more than enough to uh, cruise to a win here. Yep, should be a win for the Colts. And uh, now to another what could have been a potential game of the week uh, had the Chiefs and Ravens not been on the board. Cowboys at the Seahawks. Seahawks, four-and-a-half point favorites in this one. Um, Dylan, you're actually going in a opposite direction than me on this one, which uh, I think is kind of surprising. I thought we were both going to be picking the Seahawks, but you are actually going to pick the Cowboys, it looks like, yes. here in this one. Uh, my Super Bowl pick uh, to make the Super Bowl, not to win it, by the way, uh, has not looked too good thus far in terms of uh, what their first two weeks have looked like. I've been struggling a little bit, uh, but I could see maybe you're thinking here because uh, the Seahawks are coming off of a pretty big, you know, emotional Sunday night win against the Patriots and uh, always potential for a letdown spot. On the other side, of course, Cowboys, had they had lost that game to the Falcons, They'd be coming in here with absolutely no momentum whatsoever. But the fact that they did come back and win that game, uh, I guess it does make it more interesting here. It would be a lot different if there were fans in the stands, not just for this game, but also that, that Packers-Saint games. Like, I am taking that into account when I picked Dallas to win this one. But it also is, yeah, their secondary has been really, really bad. <laughs> it's 29 through two weeks, and I know that uh, it's Cam Newton. But, I mean, it is <laughs> – Cam Newton's not a guy in the last couple of years that's been known for slinging the ball around. He did look good. I don't think you can take that away. But that's not the point of DVOA. It's a – to take that into account and still grade you. Um, they have no pass rush. They just look, and they obviously they lose Bruce Irvin for the year. They just don't look good on defense. And that's, that's the biggest thing. I think Dallas started figuring it out on offense. They have so much talent. Their offensive line is solid. I, on the flip side, yeah, Russell Wilson could just go off and win this game. But I don't think it's it's like a, a certainty, the four-and-a-half-point spread. I wouldn't feel fantastic about that. I could see it being similar to what we just saw uh, with the with the Patriots game. I think it's going to be a high scoring, uh, clearly by the over-under, 55.5. Uh, Vegas thinks the same. But uh, I'll go with Dallas finding a way to win. Uh, yeah, another one. This is one that I mentioned. Yeah, probably my biggest upset on the board in terms of actual point spread. But I, I don't think it should be quite as big. I, I, it's my, as high as I am as on Seattle's offense, I really just do not think their defense has been very good so far. Yep. So we'll see uh, how that one goes. Uh, two teams that certainly have Super Bowl aspirations uh, in that one. And what do you know? Maybe maybe another team here has Super Bowl aspirations. And no, we're not talking about the Lions. The Cardinals, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Lions. Uh, I'm obviously – I don't think the Cardinals are going to make the Super Bowl. But, boy, they look pretty good uh, through a couple weeks here. And uh, this was another one where I thought about it and I was like, man, I've been so impressed with the Cardinals. Maybe we should pick them as the lock of the week. But – Ah, the Lions, as you said, Dylan, we were talking about it. It's just the Lions are one of those teams that 
like they're just all of a sudden they're going to pop up here and, and beat someone <laughs> like they're going to, you know, I don't know. Like it's just one of those where you feel like they're going to win one of these games they shouldn't win and yeah. they'll lose a game that they shouldn't lose, a.k.a. the Bears game. Um, so uh, that may be a little hesitant here, but uh, I still think the Cardinals win and uh, cruise on up to uh, 3-0 and here. Yeah, as much as I think Detroit's offense can do some good things against Arizona's defense, on the flip side, man, I talked about the even though they have Aaron Donald, I talked about the Rams' uh, pass rush grading towards uh, near the bottom in the NFL so far. Detroit's is the worst, and they have been just. Uh, if you watch the Packer game, it was just it looked like Aaron Rodgers had you know I don't know what offensive line one of the best offensive lines in NFL history in front of him because he had time to throw constantly, and yeah, it's going to be the opposite of what I mean. You face one of the toughest defensive fronts last week going from that and when Washington to Detroit it's going to be crazy for those linemen in Arizona I really yeah I just I, I fear for what what uh, the Cardinals offense is going to be able to do, produce against the Lions so yeah I'm going to pick Arizona here like it's just the, the fact that the Lions can probably score and keep up at least a little bit that makes it a tough one for a lock but I, I do feel pretty confident that Arizona will be 3-0 yep Cardinals could be 3-0 and uh, man it's just the Bears could be 3-0 and it's uh, quite a season thus far in the NFL but uh, there you go there are picks uh, for week three and uh, we will see if we can keep our streak going on our betting locks and uh, if we can do as well as we did a week ago although I don't think that's going to happen because uh, this no. is a bit of a trickier uh, slate I think to predict uh, than week two was so uh, there you go and uh, Dylan of course we've got lots of coverage uh, on the NFL NBA all sorts of stuff uh, going on over at Clutch Point so let everybody know where they can find all of that yeah, you can follow all of the MLB, NFL, and NBA games that are going on in the Clutch Points app. You can read all of our content in each section there. Um, our podcast is in there as well as on the website. You can read all of our, our content as well at clutchpoints.com. If you just click the NFL tab there for our homepage. Also, if you search fantasy football, all of our fantasy content, all the waiver wire uh, picks that – uh, you've hopefully already made, but then also some articles uh, with recommendations for stardom sit-ems based on uh, matchups and, yeah, uh, all that, yeah, on the app and the website. So, yeah, excited for week uh, three here. It's, it feels, honestly, a little bit like, wow, it's already week three, even though, yep. uh, obviously, it's still early in the year, but it does feel like those first two weeks, for me at least, went pretty quick. Yep, they did for sure, and uh, we will see uh, if the excitement continues uh, with some of these games, and uh, we will see if Dylan's uh, fantasy championship uh, can still uh, be on the horizon here as he's off to a great start in the uh, Clutch Points uh, Fantasy League. So we'll see uh, what happens there. And he picked up Devontae Freeman this week, so what do you know? Maybe that's going to be the missing piece uh, that he needed to oh, win the entire league. <laughs> all right, but yes, check out all the stuff over at Clutch Points. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. Uh, check it all out. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at uh, Blue Wire for all they do. And thank you guys, always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established Fast Podcast. And let's talk to you about our friends over at Bet Online. Uh, the wait is finally over. Football is back, and while you might not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season, from game spreads, totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So just head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> 